Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. No muffin songs readily available, Jimmy? No, well, well, the reason why the muffins, I it was National Muffins Day. But this song in particular is because today is National Cherry Pie Day. Wow. Okay. You want to call that? You want to call that overrated too? You want to go? Well, here's here's the thing. You're gonna you're gonna hate this take. Pie, not a fan. My goodness. Not not a single pie. Uh, I don't know what to do. Not even apple pie from uh, McDonald's. Nope. Key lime pie. Nope. State pie of Florida? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. State pie. There's a state pie? Yeah. I think it's key lime pie. (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) I do it. It is. Dan Day is correct. I do a lot of trivia, and you know, that was one of the questions one time. So every state has its own state pie? Yeah, it's a big lobby thing. Like it changes sometimes because like the orange lobby will come in and be like, Oh, the state fruit for the state should be oranges and they give a bunch of oranges away and they're like, Oh, I'll vote for it. But key lime pie is pretty locked in here in Florida though. Something needs to be done about big pie. Big yeah, yeah, big pie's been in the pockets of the cats up in DC for too long, man. But man, I love pie. <laughs> Lemon meringue pie? Apple pie. This goes back to my get your fruits out of my desserts take. Th- th- this goes to my take of get your fruits in my dessert take. I, I wanted in my I wanted in my fruit in my mouth. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, you get some key lime pie. You can go down to Publix and buy a pie, and it's delicious. Blackberry just... pie. You know how much effort goes into a good crust in a blackberry pie. No. No, it's a lot. I don't. Uh is there is there like chocolate pie? Like oh, actual, yeah. Like, okay, well, okay, then I'll then I'll delve into that. So it's like, basically like a chocolate pudding pie, like... filling and then put some type of topping. Would it be whipped cream or some type of a uh, creamier topping? Okay. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. There's the one pie. You're a real chocolate guy. Yeah, I mean, Look at me. I'm over 230 pounds. I like to enjoy chocolate every now and again. Yeah, but you're I mean, tall. You're tall and you're you're built, you know, healthy. These extra chin, these extra chins didn't appear on their oh. own, Dandy. No. Maybe I have a different <laughs> image of you. I don't know. <laughs> it's time for the uh, stock market close report sponsored by Miami Lakes Auto Mall. Start the new year with a new ride with no payments for 90 days. Kendall Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram.com. The Dow Jones Industrial Average dipped 115 points, or about 0.3%. The S&P 500 slipped about 0.8%, and the Nasdaq Composite lost 1.2% today. That's your stock market close report. George Richards will join us in the next segment, talk some Panthers hockey. They've got the Ottawa Senators tonight at home, the Kachuk Bowl, and we will talk to George about the game tonight. We'll talk to him about potential trade deadline moves that the Panthers might make. You know, I feel really bad because I feel like I really antagonized all of the listeners 
talking to Drew Carter in the last segment. I know he's the television voice of the Boston Celtics. I knew he was going to come on here and needle the Heat fans a little bit, go for the afternoon troll. But, I mean, I feel like that was even a little much. I feel kind of bad that the listeners had to sit through. That was a lot, man. That was a lot. I mean, I, I just held to it that we beat you guys last year. Could have been in four games, but we let you play around for an extra three and then uh, took care of you in the Eastern Conference Finals. So, But, yeah, he went, he went back to the source a couple times, I thought. Back to the well a couple times too many. Well, that's the thing is that his, he's lashing out because the Heat beat them last year. That's what was happening there. It was just him mm, lashing out. I see. Getting it off his chest. Exactly. But Drew's a great guy. Great broadcaster. Tune in on SportsCenter. Watch him tomorrow, 7 a.m. with Jay Harris. And also tune into that Big City Greens uh, with your kids, the NHL broadcast on March 9th, uh, Bruins and Penguins. The Crossman, as this show affectionately refers to Sidney Crosby. Uh, somebody texts in pizza pie. Do we consider that a pie? No. I don't. No. Different kind of pie. It's a pizza pie, not a pie pie. Then don't call it a pie. Don't call it a pizza pie. I don't call it a pizza pie. I, I don't like call it a pizza pie. <laughs> but why mm. have the name attached to it? Mm. Yeah, it's it's it, this is my this is my boneless wings argument in pizza pie form, which is if boneless wings weren't wings, they wouldn't be called boneless wings. They want to be listed under the wings section on all menus. Okay. You, you've converted me. Pizza is a pie. Thank you. Pizza's That's all I had to do? I mean, boneless wings are wings, in my opinion. They're just a different kind of wing. Bings. Yeah. I, I, I like to bring it to another level and just call them bone-out wings. Because bone. then it really gets the bone-in wing enthusiast really angry, referring to it as bone-out wings. So you prefer boneless wings? Yeah. You've gone to look, Anchor Bar I, I and ordered boneless wings. I don't not enjoy okay. regular wings. I just prefer to have, you know, bone-out wings. Okay, like if I go to a party and all they have is boneless wings, all right, cool. But if I'm ordering at a restaurant or at a bar or some other place, I'm probably going for the bone. Hmm. Yeah, I, but I did famously, as you know if you listen to the show, I did go to Anchor Bar Ooh. a couple of years ago and order, <laughs> order um, bone-out wings and the, <laughs> the the little basket they gave. It was, it was very sad. I'll be honest. It was sad. But then I go to a place like Duff's and I get the bone out wings and the presentation is much better. And quite honestly, the bings were better. Mm. See what you did there. Let's get the headlines. They're brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Super Center. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford, we know trucks. The Panthers are 4-1 and one since the All-Star break and they look to continue the good mojo. It could be a five-game winning streak tonight when they take on the Ottawa Senators, 7 o'clock, Emirant Bank Arena. Isn't it six overall? No, they lost the first game coming out of the All-Star break to Philadelphia. Oh, okay. Two to one. Come on, Jimmy. I mean. I thought it was five. It, there's a lot of confusing win streaks going on, which is a good thing. They've got an 11-game win streak on the road. But when it comes to just pure games, they lost the first one coming out of the All-Star break, and then they've won four in a row, including uh, whoopings on the Avalanche. Take that. And the Lightning. I think the Panthers may have broken the Lightning. The Lightning lost at home last night to the Ottawa Senators. And, like, didn't just lose it. They got crushed and thoroughly outplayed. Like, the Panthers may have broken 
the Tampa Bay Lightning. And what I liked about it is it wasn't like the Panthers piled on late. They scored four in the first period. Like, it wasn't like, oh, at the end they got a bunch of empty netters and scored like three goals in the last two minutes. No, 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 no. We came out early and put it to them. I'm looking yeah, at the, the NHL standings, and they did. They the Panthers have won five in a row. They're going for their sixth in a row. Hmm, what's wrong with me? Someone's got to get to the bottom of this. Did we already get to the bottom of this? Did Jimmy? Yes, Jimmy might have. I mean, yes, on the usually... NHL standings on NHL.com. All right, so we're going for six in a row tonight. We've established six in a row for the Panthers. That's true, six in a row. Like I said. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I was just so excited. I forgot about that Sabres game where Anthony Stolarz went in there and shut him out, our backup oh goalie. Goodness. Yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal. We'll, we'll ask George Richards about the Panthers' goaltending situation because they've still got Spencer Knight playing in the AHL. He's making a lot of money in the AHL. They signed him to an extension that kicked in the first year of it this year. So we'll ask George Richards about that, among other things, in the next segment. That's when you know you're balling. You play back-to-back nights – your backup goalie goes in there and shuts a team out. It's like, wow. Yeah, I mean, they, they, the Panthers have everything going for them. They are the best four-checking team in the NHL. They are a top-five defensive team in the NHL. They've got Bob playing at a Vesna level, and their backup is out here shutting teams out on the road. And I don't want to hear it's Buffalo. They're not the worst team in the world. They're still a professional team, so it'll be all right. That's all right. The Heat continue their eight-day All-Star break, but are back in action Friday at 8 against the New Orleans Pelicans in the Big Easy. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jimmy. The Heat going into the All-Star break won six of eight. Correct. Yes. <laughs> trying, trying to get some redemption there. The Marlins. Mm. I want to say, now, Josh, you correct me if I'm wrong. Going back to last season, losers of three in a row. Why are you doing this to me? I'm trying to get back in good graces. That's all. I know they lost a two to Philadelphia, and then they lost the the end of the season game, right? The last uh, end of the season. Finale, I believe. So. Yeah, but it was a pointless game. Nonetheless, they're getting back to spring training. They got everybody reporting. We had Jesus Lazardo on recently, a couple of hours ago. Saturday, 1 o'clock, Cardinals, spring training baseball, and then March 28th, home opener, Pirates 410 is when first pitch is supposed to be. Yeah, make sure you're out there at Lone Depot Park. We talked to Kyle Seeloff and Steven Strom from Marlins Radio yesterday. Jesus Lazardo, as Dan mentioned earlier today. I still think the Marlins have another move in them. I don't have any information on that, but I still think there's one more move to come, at least for this team before uh, they get going here. I'll say this. I love old school baseball. I also love new school baseball. When they say 410 is the first pitch, don't dilly-dally. Don't be walking around little Havana Maybe, you know, wolfing down uh, Pastelito Wayaba. Get to the stadium or, on time. Or a key lime pie. Or key lime pie or some muffins or whatever else you want to throw down. Cherry pie. Cabecito. You get, you get there on time. And then uh, the game is it's going to move, man. I've gone to some Marlins games. I know, Josh, you've probably been to a few. <laughs> they, they, they move. I, I, I have confirmed been to a few. <laughs> probably a few last year. that They move, man. Two hours, two hours, 15 minutes pretty much. You go to the bathroom. You try to go run around and you know walk around or go check out all the bobbleheads. You might miss some serious action. We love the pitch clock. I love it. Great. I think college has it too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. They've had it for a while. Yes, they do. But yeah, Lone Depot Park. I, I usually end up on the days where they have the uh, the day campers there. So it's like me wolfing Actual down. Out woofing down a beer next to a bunch of kids just going wild in all their uniforms and shirts and stuff. Nice little 12-10 first pitch. Mm. Every, every pop-up is a home run. 
on camp day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the balls go in the stands. It's wild, man. I'm telling you. I do like the proximity of me, a grown man, drinking a beer at 12, 10 in the morning or in the, whatever, the afternoon, <laughs> and a bunch of kids running around like, what? what? I'm at a baseball game. What do you want from me? Should see what I was drinking in the parking lot. Mm. Good stuff. William Byron. He won his first Daytona 500 yesterday. The Hendrick Motorsports Racer won under caution. I don't think your eraser joke from earlier in the show got enough appreciation. That was very good. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you weren't with us then, William Byron, who won the Daytona 500 for Hendrick, he came up as an eraser on like a simulator. And uh, Dan Day chimed in and asked me if I meant eraser. I'm very confused because you like to combine words, so I figure the guy's an eraser. <laughs> well, that would be more like an because you got to take the the first letter off the second. Word. Okay, I don't know the art. You, you have to teach me the ways. Yeah, it, although I don't know if I want to. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you do. The wombos are great. I do the like it. Really are great. I like it. <laughs> I just don't know what's going on sometimes. I don't know. Nobody does. Canes are back in action on the hardwood. They're going to be hosting the Duke Blue Devils 7 o'clock tomorrow. Ooh, there's going to be a lot going on campus because right next door, the baseball team, they're going to be playing UCF. That's going to be a first pitch at 5 o'clock. So you can go to Titanic Brewery, drink a few beers, walk on over to the baseball game. Once the baseball game's over, go on over to the basketball game. That's a nice little... Make sure you get a Mark Light shake. Get a Mark Light shake. (laughs) Drink stouts and... Ice cream. Those are two things you need in your life. Enter Miami. They're back in action tomorrow. They start the season. Season opener, 8 o'clock, Drive Pink Stadium against Real Salt Lake. And let's see. Anything else we have going on? I know you're excited about this one. UConn's women's team defeated Creighton 73-53 last night. Head coach Gino Ariyama. He has now passed former Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski in all-time wins. He is second now only to Stanford's Tara Van Der Veer. He's only mm. he's only really six games behind her, but of course, you know, she's at Stanford. And then we do know also Caitlin Clark is only ninety nine points behind Pistol Pete Maravich to be the all time leading scorer in college basketball. And being she's an, awesome. being an LSU alum, I'm not gonna be that guy that says, Well, Pistol Pete only played three seasons, he didn't have a three point line. No. I hope Caitlin Clark breaks the record. Records are made to be broken. Doesn't doesn't diminish Pete Maravich's accomplishments. I can't wait to see her against Steph Curry in the uh, three-point shootout at the NBA All-Star Skills Competition, whenever that is, because you know that's coming. That was one of my favorite events of the weekend. The rumor is that next year, I don't know why there's already a rumor that's out there when we had the All-Star game like not 48 hours ago, but that it's going to be Caitlin Clark versus two-time defending three-point champion and MVP Damian Lillard. MVP of the All-Star game, of course. Mm, How about that? I wouldn't mind seeing that. That would be fun. I'd like to see him in that heat jersey, though, man. Mm. Yeah, Joe Cronin had other ideas. Mm. That man, he ain't getting a beer from me. Weather from the Demesman and Dover Law Firm, your accident attorneys.com. You get free consultations at 247-866-954-MORE. It's warmed up a little today. You're getting into the low 70s, very clear skies. And with those clear skies, you have an extremely low chance of rain. That is weather. Thank you, Dan Day. George Richards of Florida Hockey Now will join us next to talk some Cats hockey here on the Hawkman and Crowder Show. You're listening to the Hawk and Crowder Show. That is when I look my sexiest, when I'm at the cash pop machine. Hawk and Crowder.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Hawk and Crowder. Josh Appel filling in for Hawk and Crowder and Solana today. Dan Day and Jimmy also with us. Cats fans, don't sit this one out. When it's game time, make Celsius a part of your play and get that energy up. Game day is fueled by Celsius Ener- Essential Energy Drinks, the official energy drink of the Florida Panthers. And it's fitting that we're joined now on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline by George Richards of Florida Hockey Now. Shop hundreds of Toyotas indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toyota of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. George, great to talk to you. Thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, good to hear from you, Hawk. How you doing, buddy? I sound a little different, don't I? <laughs> yeah, you got a cold? What's going on? I know. Same amount of hair, though. <laughs> there you go. That a boy. Me, too. <laughs> George, big, same, big game tonight. Same club. Uh, <laughs> big game tonight, uh, the Kachuk Bowl between the Senators and the Panthers. I want to talk uh, about this game tonight and then some more big-picture stuff uh, with this team heading towards the trade deadline and just generally with the organization. But let's start – with tonight's game, Panthers have won 11 in a row on the road. They're trying to win six in a row overall tonight. They're welcoming in an Ottawa team that the last time they played, or when they played back in November, uh, was a dominant Panthers win. But the story was the amount of penalty minutes, the amount of ejections, and all of that. Um, I saw Carter Verhage talking earlier today uh, after morning skate just about the vibes of these games. It seems like, George, the players really enjoy these uh, muck-it-up, kerfuffle type games. Yeah, no doubt. You know, it seems to me that the Panthers are just looking for any excuse to throw, right? Um, Any any kind of slight, um, almost like the Atlanta Braves, you know, a couple years ago, that any, you know, unwritten code that was uh, mishandled, you know, the Atlanta Braves were all over. And that's kind of like the Panthers. Uh, You look at Sasha Barkov run wrong, you know, you've got somebody in your face, that kind of thing. And that whole thing in Ottawa started when uh, Brady Kachuk ran into uh, Sergei Bobrovsky and started off that big brawl in the third. And uh, but we've seen it all the last two years, really. Um, the Panthers are ready to go. Um, it doesn't affect their play. Uh, a lot of teams, you see them um, get so carried on with that you've got to return the favor. You're out for blood. You're hunting that you forget about the game, and the Panthers don't do that. Uh, they're going to run you into the wall. They're going to get their, you know, two minutes for roughing or five minutes for fighting, and then they're going to score another goal on you. So the Panthers are one of those odd teams that they can, you know, beat you uh, on the scorecard and, and beat you, you know, with the fists. You know, I, I tell a lot of people that if I did not enjoy or I wasn't a fan of the Panthers – I would probably hate their guts. It'd be my least yeah. favorite team in the league. And I, I like, like you kind of alluded to it. They revel in that. It feels like they love being that team. And it's even better. Yeah. You add on the fact that they went up coming off a cup run last year. And they're one of the favorites in the East again this season. 
yeah, it, this isn't a you know a fifth place team that's running around and and starting all kinds of shenanigans. Uh, this is a top team in the league. This is a Stanley Cup contender, and uh, it's it's fun to watch. But yeah, like you said, if this team was wearing you know Tampa Bay colors, you would absolutely Whoa. despise them. And okay, let's forget Tampa Bay because you you don't like them anyway. Let's say the <laughs> St. Louis Blues. If these were the St. Louis Blues, you'd be like. Gosh, I hate those guys. And, and that's what a lot of people around the league are starting to say about the Panthers. They're just um, annoying a lot of people around the National Hockey League. Hey, you've covered this team, this organization, for what feels like, I don't mean this as a slight, I mean it as a compliment, longer yeah. than anybody. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you did you ever envision that this organization would reach this level of sustained success where they're not just, a, all right, we're happy to make the playoffs, but like, we're a Stanley Cup contender every year now. Yeah, no, I'd be lying if I said that. I mean, I did when I started covering the Panthers. Those were some some pretty dark years, and um, you know, as, as Goldie and I like to joke around, we were always talking. But they've got four games in hand. They're seven points <laughs> out, but they've got four games in hand. So you never know what can happen, Goldie. Um, we, you know, those days seem to be over with because. Um, even if the, you know, when the Panthers lose a big name player, they replace them with someone and they just keep replenishing the stock. I I was talking to someone the other day. Um, they were talking about rebuilding teams in the national hockey league and how hard it is to do. So the Panthers kind of redid everything on the fly, right? Bill Z, this was not a bad team that Bill Zito took over in 2020, um, and completely, turned everything on its ear, changed the roster, changed the culture, changed every dynamic you could think of to the point where if, if there's a free agent out there in the NHL, you are legitimately saying, yeah, that guy would like to come play for the Panthers. And, and, and it's not be a joke. And, and, and it's unbelievable con- compared to where they were when I started. And, and it was just like, well, there's this 37-year-old forward who was an all-star with Boston, you know, 10 years ago. Let's give him four years because he wants to come here and, you know, play golf in Parkland. Those days are gone, and it's just a big difference. I think the, the biggest indicator of that was when Claude Giroux was available a couple years ago at the trade deadline, yeah. and Claude Giroux was saying that the Florida Panthers were his preferred destination over a team like the Colorado Avalanche. That It that was his only was... destination. That was the only team he would go to was the Panthers. And same with Matthew Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk goes to Calgary and says, I'm going to three teams. I'm going home to St. Louis. I'll go to Carolina or Florida. And Bill Zito heard that and threw a ton of stuff at at Calgary and and made sure they got him. And, you know, what a move that's been. I mean, you, you mentioned Bill Zito and and the job that he did when he took over in 2020 and revamping everything. You could make the argument. He did that. Not you could make the argument. He did do it twice during his tenure already. And a lot of people were a little bit surprised that, after the Panthers lost in the second round to the, the Lightning a, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. they made the coaching change. They bring in Paul Maurice. It doesn't get off with a great start last year, but since January of 2023, they have mastered Paul Ball, as I like to call it. And it's, that, as we good. talked about, thank you. Uh, it's incredibly difficult to play against. And it seems just like everything that Bill Zito touches, for the most part, nobody bats a thousand, but for the most part, every move that Bill Zito has made, whether it be bringing in Paul Maurice or moves with the roster, they pay dividends, and then so. Yeah, I mean, since day one. I mean, since his first his first trade was for 
Patrick Hornquist, right? His first signing as a free agent was Radko Gudis. Um, with rare exception, every single move has hit. Um, you know, did they give up too much in 2022 at the deadline? For Yes, yes, they did. Um, but that was what the market was at the time, and the Panthers were all in trying to win a Stanley Cup. Um, but, yeah, he, everything they've done has worked out. Um, and, yeah, like you said, they, they've changed their style of play. Um, critics be damned. They didn't care. Um, but that was one reason why they brought in Paul Maurice. And that's what Paul, me and him talked um, the, the day he got hired. And he was, under, he was under no misconceptions. He goes, I'm in here because I'm the veteran guy. I'm the guy that, you know, when this team, when we change everything, that the, the, the style of play and everything they do, when we change that and we go on a four or five game losing streak, I'm not going to panic worrying about my job and change it all back to what worked. He goes, we're going to stick with it regardless of the consequences, and it'll turn around. Just we, we have to have the pace, and they did. And having Bill Zito's um, support, his full support in that, um, was huge, and, and you, you've seen how things have turned around um, in the past calendar year. Ever since you know late January of last year to now, um, this this team has uh, really, really turned things around. George Richards, Florida Hockey, now joining us on Hawkman and Crowder, talking some Panthers hockey. Uh, there's a lot of uh, work to be done by Bill Zito when it comes to contract extensions. There are three. Yeah pretty major pieces of this team and i'm sure you get asked this a bunch but sam reinhardt gustav forsling and brandon montour are all unrestricted free agents after this nope. season it doesn't feel like they'll be able to keep all three who are the t- I, I would say best case scenario probably is keeping two of them for me yeah my, my and this is such a difficult thing to say because montour has been so important especially in the playoffs last year but it feels like Reinhardt and Forsling would be the priority to extend before you get to Montour. Of those three, is that kind of how you see it as well? I, I don't know how they're looking at things. I, I think that you know Bill Zito is three steps ahead of everything, and that's one thing that anybody that you talk to that deals with him, other GMs, other you know people in in the organization, there's a there's not only a plan A or a plan B. He's down to plan double Z. He's got a plan for everything. So they know, you know, this isn't coming as any surprise. They know who they've got to sign. They know who they want to sign, and they they know what price that they want to pay them at. Um, With the salary cap going up, um, there are ways that the Panthers can shed some salary cap space in the offseason, perhaps. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a potential that they could sign all three of those guys. Um, it just depends on what they want, those three guys, what they want, what they will take, um, and, and then we'll have to see. But, you know, for these guys, um, with the exception of Montour, these guys have not been free agents before. So this is kind of a big deal for Sam Reinhardt. It's certainly a big deal for, for Gus Forsling, who, you know, who has turned his career around after the Panthers picked him up off waivers from Carolina in 2021. Um, But there's loyalty there too. These guys know that the grass is not always greener. Uh, Sam Reinhart toiled away in Buffalo for years. Uh, Montour played in Buffalo and Anaheim. These guys know a good thing when they see it. 
And uh, it might be, you know, maybe take a couple less dollars to, to, to stay here and, and enjoy the lifestyle that they do. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Florida signed all three and they then all three come in a little bit below market value. And then you can keep Ryan Lomberg. Then you can keep Dmitry Kulikov. You know, you can you can make all these other deals to keep the band together. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all transpires. But Bill Zito is a former agent. He knows all the tricks of the trade. He knows he, he's living on both sides of the fence. Um, the Panthers are going to get good contracts regardless of who, who, who they give them out to. Now, there were some rumors yesterday as we move towards potential trade deadline uh, yep. scenarios for this team. Um, if I'm looking at it, I see their biggest need is just a, a, like a middle six forward to provide some scoring depth. Like I may, like I don't see the need to add an extra defenseman. They've got a guy in Josh Mahura who scratched every night, who played every game right. last year and played it through the Stanley Cup final. So I feel like depth-wise on the back end, they're fine. Maybe adding a, a middle six forward. But there were some rumors yesterday that Noah Hannafin is a name that the Panthers are interested in. Defenseman from Calgary, he's very good, but he's also an unrestricted free agent. And I'm trying to do the math in my head, thinking I can't see the Panthers giving up what few assets they do have for another UFA when they've got three pretty major ones they got to sign in this offseason. So what do you make of those Noah Hannafin rumors, and what direction do you kind of see this team moving towards as we go towards the trade deadline? I think the only way you go after a guy like Noah Hannafin and, and give up your 20, whatever, what is it, 2026 first-round pick, that's when they, they have their next one, um, I think is if you know that he's staying, if you know that there's an extension um, that's going to be workable and, and he's agreeable to it. Um, and I don't even know if you can talk, do those kind of talks without another team's permission during the middle of the season. In fact, I know you can't, but I don't even know if they give you permission if you can talk to another player during the, um, during the, the season. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't think that the Panthers are going are gonna to do the rental thing anymore when it comes to losing assets. Um, and, and draft capital are assets because those chips, whether they're players or whether you're acquiring players, those are assets. So um, to go after another rental for a, a, a position of strength when it comes to Noah Hannafin, the Panthers are extremely strong defensively, although you add a guy like that um, and, and now you're really cooking. Um, but the price tag is going to be extremely high at just as a rental. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's the thing. So I, I don't see that happening. Maybe he comes here as a free agent in the offseason. Um, and then that scenario, yeah, what, what, you know, Forsling or Montour or both are gone. Um, if, if, you, if you're signing Hannafin to, to a big deal because he's 27 years old, he's just now really reaching, you know, his peak as, as a player in the NHL. So um, it'll be different. I, I agree with you. I, I think the Panthers go for a bottom six forward. Paul Maurice loves veteran guys. As much as everybody in the, in the organization loves Mackie Samuskevich and Justin Sordiff and the guys in the minors, when it comes to playoff hockey, Paul Maurice and the Panthers would much rather have a proven commodity and a veteran guy. So I could see them getting one of those guys. And don't forget you got Zach Dolpe down in Charlotte just waiting to get the phone call to come back and, and help out when the postseason starts. So the Panthers are kind of set. I, I don't. If the Panthers don't make a single move, are you okay with it? I, I think I am. 
Well, see, the the thing with Bill Zito is that he's earned the the benefit of the doubt with anything. I mean, you look at the the President's Trophy season. They they make the two big moves with Giroux and Ben Sherratt. Last year, they famously make no moves and go on a run to the cup. So, I mean, whatever Zito does at this point, you just got to trust. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, and uh, you know, last year the the midseason acquisition, quote unquote, was Anthony DeClaire coming off the Achilles injury. So you're getting a key piece of your team back, um, but they didn't have any cap space last year to do a, a bunch of stuff. And again, when it comes to midseason trade trading, you're trading with teams who are out of it. They are looking toward the future. They want draft picks. They want number one draft picks, and the Panthers just don't have those to deal. So you see the Panthers doing a lot more during the offseason than in the in-season ever since uh, cash-in. We said that in 2022 when they did it. We're like, okay, this is it for the Panthers for a while. They they stole all the headlines during the trade deadline, and they won't for a while after this. And, and that's just been the case. The Panthers, as much as you want to throw their name into it, you're only doing that because you've got Bill Zito as general manager. He'll figure it out. Something will get worked out. But the truth of it is, when you've got Vancouver that's willing to just, you know, all right, well, you know, or Carolina, we'll give you a first round, we'll give you a first and a second for X, Y, and Z. The Panthers just don't have that to offer. Right. Uh, you can't talk about this Panther team without talking about Sergei Bobrovsky and the run that he's been on since the second half of last season and carrying it into this year. He looks like the guy that they were expecting to get when they signed yeah. him to the seven-year, seventy million dollar contract, and they've gotten great production. Out of Anthony Stolarz, I don't think anybody saw. I think people knew he was solid, but I don't think anybody saw the performance that he's put together this year coming. And that kind of leaves Spencer Knight in some sort of limbo in the AHL right now. The the first year of his extension kicked in this year. Um, so before we kind of talk more about Bob and, and, and Stolarz, like what do you make of the Spencer Knight situation, and what's the organization's outlook on him? Well, listen, uh, Spencer Knight is still a young goalie. Um, goalies have to go through some, some development. Um, we saw it here firsthand with Jacob Markstrom. Um, you look at the, the goalie that he's turned into. Um, he was on a yo-yo back and forth between Florida's AHL team and the Panthers and just probably didn't handle it all that well. Uh, Spencer Knight is still a very young player, but he's very mature for his age, which, which you, you know, that, that kind of, you forget about that. And you, you remember how great he was you know, coming straight out of Boston College and playing for the Panthers. He's going through his development. Now, he's also got an NHL contract. He's got $4.5 million per season for the next three seasons. That's a lot of money, and it's way too much money to be playing, paying for a guy in the AHL. So I don't know. You'd think if, if, if Spencer Knight is in, in the Panthers' plans, and I don't have any reason to say think he's not, then he's going to be here next year. Um He's got to be at that, at, at that number. At $4.5 million, you can't have him in the AHL for a second year. Um, but then you've got Stellars, so I don't know. You know. There's a lot of things that the Panthers have to look through. That's, you know, that, that, you know, a lot of that goes to Roberto Luongo, um, Leo Luongo, Rob Tallis, uh, you know, in, in the Panthers' goaltending department. They're the ones who found uh, yeah, Stolarz. Yeah, you, you didn't get you didn't get the name right. It's the goaltending excellence department. Yeah, yeah, I think they even got rid of the excellence thing. I think they, they? they they're like, oh no. I, I think they I think they rolled their no. eyes at that themselves. So yeah, it's just the goaltending. I, I don't know. It might still be that. I'm rolling my eyes now. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but those guys.
guys find the goalies. So, you know, they found, they found Alex Lyon. They found Stellars. Um, they know exactly what they're doing, and, and they, know what, they know what's going on firsthand with Spencer Knight. Leo Luongo is his goalie coach in Charlotte. He deals with him every day. So the Panthers are, are well in tune with what's going on with Spencer Knight. Even though we don't hear about it, um, the Panthers know exactly what's going down. George Richards, Florida Hockey Now. Before we let you go and get ready for the uh, to cover the game tonight and send some great tweets, um, I need an over-under from you. The yeah. over-under on penalty minutes in tonight's game. Mm. What are you setting it at, and would you take the over or the under? I think that there's so much hype for this. Listen, I think Ottawa was in a really bad mood the last time these two teams played. Uh, that was a team that everybody thought was going to be a playoff team, and they got off to a horrific start. Now I think they're kind of, you know, they know where they're at. They're, they're you know, not making the playoffs. So I'm going to go, uh, uh, it was 160, right, the first game. I would go, yeah, I think it was 160 penalty minutes. Let's go with 80. Yeah, yeah, let's let's say 80 is the over-under, and I'll take the under. All right, there you have it. George Richards, Florida Hockey Now, has the under in penalty minutes in tonight's Ottawa Senators-Florida Panthers game at the Amherst Bank Arena. Uh, make sure you read George's content, floridahockeynow.com. Follow him on Twitter at George Richards. He and Colby Guy do a fantastic job covering the team. So make sure you follow them. Check out their stuff, floridahockeynow.com. George Richards, thanks so much for taking the time. Really appreciate you. All right, my man. Be good. Play ball. <laughs> Paul ball. Play Paul ball. <laughs> Back with more on Hawk and Crowder after this. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. Gotta join me on May, June 5th. Hawk and Crowder. Welcome back to Hawkman and Crowder. Josh Appel in for Hawk, Crowder, and Solana. Jimmy is also here. Thanks to uh, Jesus Luzardo of the Marlins for joining us earlier. Drew Carter, very polarizing interview, for joining us in the 3 o'clock hour. And you just heard George Richards of Florida Hockey Now talk some puck. Always enjoy talking some Panthers. We'll do some more of that in the 5 o'clock hour as well. Uh, today, we haven't talked about this yet. Today, the franchise tag window opened in the NFL. And how does that affect the Dolphins? Well, if you've been following their roster and their salary cap and just kind of the guys who are up for extensions and new money, basically it just boils down to what are they going to do with Christian Wilkins? The Dolphins can franchise tag Christian Wilkins and he could play for around $20 million this year for one more year and then work on an extension after that. Of course, they couldn't reach an extension agreement during last offseason. Christian Wilkins bet on himself this year and he and Zach Sealer wreaked havoc in the middle of that Dolphins defensive line all season long. A career high in sacks for Christian Wilkins really came into his own this season for the Dolphins. So Miami will have until. 4 p.m. on March 5th to place one of two types of franchise tags or the transition tag on a player. The Dolphins do have several players from last season's team as upcoming free agents, but Wilkins, according to David Ferronis of the Sun Sentinel, is the top candidate to be franchise tagged by the Dolphins. We will certainly keep an eye on how that develops over the next two weeks. Today's February 20th. They have until March 5th to get that decision in coming up next at the five o'clock hour we'll talk some more panthers hockey may some talk some more boneless wings as well here 
on the Hawkman and Crowder Show. Back with more. This is the Hawk and Crowder Show. I want you to bet my ashes on red at Planet Hollywood at the roulette table. Hawk and Crowder.